It's time for AI News, brought to you by AI AW Podcast. Anyone wants to start? I think based on where we were, mm. when we talked about uh, the AI Safety Summit, mm. I, you, you t- you, there was a good news story that I think fits well into this, yeah. uh, that we can start with yours. Like you said, and continue talking about trustworthy AI afterwards, I'm all about trustworthy AI, right? So that's the only thing I listen to, to the news. And this is also one, two, three, four different things. But I guess uh, what I would say is, is important is, is last week. We, it was a big week in the, in the world of AI safety, not only the AI safety summit in the UK that we just talked about and the Bletchley declaration that was signed by 28 countries, big sign of and commitment and, well. and focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That was companies and, and countries, representatives from 28 countries, but it was more signatures, I guess. Uh, we also had... And that same week, we had Biden signing the executive order in the U.S., which is, you know, basically the first thing that has the force of a law related to AI. So it's a big thing. It's a broad, broad thing as well, um, covering a lot of different things. And uh, like I told you, I have, we have for the data ethics practice where I now work nowadays. Uh, data like practice is a part of SAS, right? SAS, exactly. And that's, that's my team, basically. Our, our vice president and my manager Reggie Townsend was was actually there for the signing it's of the really executive order. Cool. So that was a big thing to me, and he was sending you know live updates in so our Teams chat. The executive the, order that was you know was it in the White House house then? It was in the White House. And your manager basically was there. Or? Yeah, it was there, like standing you know right Listening in front to of Biden the, Yeah, really telling. close by. We got pictures of what like close ups, and uh, I guess you know he's how uh, cool. That is cool, yeah, and cool. Uh, and the reason like is uh, ready is uh, also you know Biden has a national AI advisory committee that is advising him on AI, which which is a big thing. I think That's we should have that. Something we should have well. in Sweden. Well. And, and your boss is part of that. My boss is one of those in that committee, so that's why he was there when when the signing was. So so leading up to how they have framed the executive order and and what it what it entails with with how they want to direct it to their different departmental agencies and stuff like that. So your boss has been part of- He's been part of, of Revision that. process to get Yeah, to I don't that. know exactly what he's done in the process, <laughs> but he's definitely, you know, has one foot in that door. F- foot in the door of the lobby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. So that was the one big thing for me, I think. And then it was quite funny because it was like everything happened last week. So this was on a Monday yes. and the Bletcher Park uh, signing was on Wednesday. So he, he sort of sneaked in before. And then on the same day, also Monday there was, um, you know, that G7 countries agreed on a voluntary code of conduct for AI, which was also a big thing because it's also a worldwide thing, right? Mm-hmm. And acknowledging uh, that things need to be taken into account in, in the world of AI at this point, even though we don't have regulations in, in place, they are, you know, agreeing on, on uh, certain commitments. So that was a big thing as well. And I I love the the executive order also did the same thing, you know, including the top tech giants. I think it was like 15 tech giants. Yeah, yeah. The the Googles, the OpenAI, Important organizations, yeah. Yeah. All the NVIDIAs and I think so many other of the top AI companies were there as well. And I think, you know, doing... If if you don't have this kind of global kind of agreement, you know, some people will be getting caught in the AI race, you know. But let's, let, this is such a big topic. So yeah. let's not take it in the news section, yeah. but let's yeah. go back to this particular topic because there are so many angles here that are super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
how this relates to then EU regulation, EU mm-hmm. act. I think this is more important. So there are so many angles that we, that, so let's continue with the news and then we take this deeper because this is a key topic. Yeah. Okay, so I, I can go next after that. So thanks for, th- th- that was the uh, AI, trustworthy AI news. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Elon Musk story. Anyone who has been following um, uh, this podcast know. You know, we had uh, Moduli making even a word cloud. How many times have you said Elon <laughs> Musk on the show? So of course we need to have an Elon Musk's uh, news when it's there, and it's of course, you know, it, it doesn't say. Uh, XAI debuts Grok. It says Elon Musk debuts <laughs> Grok. So, so this is the AI bot to rival ChatGPT and others. And of course it's uh, XAI, uh, you know, former Twitter that is coming out with their model. And of course it's, you know, in, in the press release, it sort of highlights that, you know, Grok, the company said it has been modeled on the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. It's supposed it has to have its same wits. So this is sort of a mo- language model that's supposed to be a little bit funny, a little bit quirky in terms of how it answers. And of course, that's like, it's so Elon Musk who has fart sounds in his car, you know? <laughs> Does he? Yeah, if, if you, and if you read, if you read the, uh, his biography, you, you can kind of see he has his super side and he has his silly side, you know? What else can we say about this? Well, it, it's coming out of this and, and it's it's the first beta release or alpha re- release. It's quite narrowly released in the beginning now. Who can try it out? Has anyone even tried it yet? Yeah. I don't think it's, 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 it's quite narrow yet. It's open to small. Yeah. Open, only open. Number of people. <clears throat> and and of course, it's, it's using the, uh, the data from Twitter, of course. Yeah. So it's, it really has real-time access to data yeah. in a way that no other large language mo- model have yeah. today. So w- w- what can we summarize, which is quite unique? I mean, like it, it's this language model based on Twitter that is a quite interesting uh, angle. Yeah, and right? I think they, you know, they created the company XAI rather short, uh, not that long ago. I think it was like two, three months ago. Of yeah. course, immediately after he proposed that we should have like a, you know, paper when we say slow down AI so I can catch up, <laughs> <Yes>. you know. <laughs> all now he comes up. Are you saying he has double standards? <laughs> no, I say that all the time. I'm sure that's the reason he wants to stop. <laughs> slow down, slow down so no. Grok can come out. Yeah. <laughs> and the next AI, he bought like 10,000 H100 GPUs. Yeah, or something the next day, immediately. Yeah. 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 But is there anything else we can comment on that? Sort of. I mean, I think also, I think the performance of that was kind of surprising, given that they, I think, according to the sel- themselves, have trained only for two months. Oh, and they're really? releasing it very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. If it's true or not, I'm not sure. But potentially, they train it for a very short period of time. And train on not, Twitter data. or, or uh, More than traded, uh, yeah. Twitter data, but, but certainly on Twitter as well. But it, it's not that big if I recall correctly, I think it's like 33 billion parameters, which is much more than GPT-3 was, and certainly much more than GPT-4. And still it was surprisingly good, not beating GPT-4, because that's still in the lead uh, in so many ways, but it's surprisingly good given the small size of the model. Mm. Uh, And that's impressive. And I'm sure that in coming months, we will see upcoming releases and iterations on this that will be really impressive. We'll see. Yeah, and, and used to the, the trivia here, Grok. What is Grok? Grok, what, what was that name? And this is so Elon Musk. So Grok is a term coined by Robert A. Heinlein in his 1961 science fiction novel, Stranger in a Strange Land. 
in the book Grok is a Martian term with no direct earthling translation. So Grok is a Martian uh, word and we don't really know what it means. <laughs> that's, that's Elon Musk. <laughs> yes. And he made it funny. Yeah, yeah, of which course. means equal to a lawsuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, I saw some absolutely. He asked the model to. You please. remember when Microsoft took down this <laughs> chatbot? The Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the press release here, in the press release, they make the joke is even in in, in on CNBC, you know, you know. So the the example was what happens if you ask uh, Grok, uh, how do you uh, how do you cook up cocaine? Of course, I can help you with this, and 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 he gives you a bullshit answer, and then says in the end, "I'm just kidding," you know. Mm. So it's not, please don't make cocaine or something. So it, so it's not like politically <laughs> correct anywhere. I mean, I saw something. It asked to, to please roast the biggest news uh, magazines in the US or something, and it started to give really harsh, harsh uh, comments. About yeah, but I, I can see how, how many who are so tired of all the politically correct things would yeah. kind of. I, w- I would say it like this: Let him release it. Just release it to everybody, <laughs> and then count days before he's going to get a lawsuit. <laughs> but he knows that, and he's and he's yeah, going to and he's going to put that on the marketing account, my yeah. friend. He's going to put this is the best marketing he can have, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's kind of why he went to Joe Rogan, basically. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Good stuff. Let's move Good. on. Good. Let's move on. That, yeah. I'll, I'll give the state to you, Anders. You had yes. several. Yeah, but I'll take the biggest one, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and one more question. So if you're talking about trustworthy AI, he took uh, over Twitter because it was not trustworthy, right? According so, to him, yes. Yes. According and, to and, him. And then yes. you train data and AI model on top of something that you said that it was not trustworthy? <laughs> and but he removed all the b- bots and, oh, and yeah, all the yeah. bad He removed speech. all the employees and with that all yes. the... Neg- I see, I see. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> Anyway, it shakes up the world a bit. Yeah, it's fast. It's world. Okay, so one other really big thing happening this week was that OpenAI had their developer conference on Monday called Dev Days or something, and they released a large number of new features. So one of the big things was the new GPT-4 model called GPT-4 Turbo. And, um, sorry, my throat is a bit poor. Um, but one of the things is it's much bigger context window on this one. So instead of 8,000 tokens, okay. it's like 128,000 So now tokens. you can put the whole book in there. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, like right. 300 pages or something yeah. of text in a single context. Mm-hmm. In a single prompt. Wow. And I think there was a 38 or 32K context that some people have access to on GPT-4. But this is 128K. is more than any other model have. <clears throat> and it's a really big thing. They also reduced the prices significantly, like two or three times of the previ- previous prices. So it's much cheaper now. Still not that cheap. If I think it was like one cent per token or something. Mm. So if you take like 128,000 tokens. It's still some money. And, and then one cent per token mm. is like $1,000 per <laughs> prompt. It's not cheap. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but now you can really have all, you can kind of have all the data you need, really need as a way to steer the chat to one particular content, you know, in order to really steer the accuracy and quality. So it's a huge thing, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the prices. It sounds far too expensive still to me, but still the, the comparison to the traditional GPT-4 is like two or three times but, cheaper. Uh, but can, could you a little bit elaborate how big deal this is to go to 100, like this whole token thing that you really can put the whole thing in it. Yeah. It really opens up. I, I don't think that's do. the proper solution you know, going forward a bit. I think you need to have another way to input data, but they actually do that as well. But 
of course, having a big context makes everything super more simple. Yeah, you can just put you know the last thing you spoke about uh, in the same context, and you don't need to do anything else. And that's that's really that makes think things very simple. But it's not a truly scalable thing. But what they have done more, if we go to that, is even more impressive, I think. So one of the things they do uh, is they create GPTs, basically yes. allow to... Yeah, that train, I heard, yeah. Yeah, I so that. like custom GPT. So you can train your own GPT and publish it. Mm-hmm. So they have like a GPT build, builder, mm-hmm. like a graphical user, uh, interface for that. Mm-hmm. Also like an API. So you can do this from an API point of view to train your own GPT. But then... You can have your own custom instruction as you can for the GPT and say, now you're supposed to be a podcast host and speak in that and that way. You can also also upload, upload data. So you can have like a big text file with, you know, all the things that Henrik and I have said throughout the 100 podcasts. And then, you know, use They'd that. They'd have the same style. Yes. yes. And, and use the information that we specifically said, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't fine-tuned um, on our output, I don't think. Uh, we can then add whatever data we want mm-hmm. and make it use that data when generating the output. So then it can, you know, replace me and Henrik and, and just output in a much better way, probably. No, so, so put sorry, all your mail conversations in there yes. and make him but it, but it's like, okay, write like it, you. Yeah. Yeah, so let, let, it, let us put it like this. McKinsey and the other guys, they're they trying to start uh, build their own language model, right? So it, I, want to build, I want to build a system that is the AI advisor, I call it, let's call it Josephine, right? Mm-hmm. And then I input uh, all the articles that you have written, all the things that you believe on this. And then basically you can have Josephine on your shoulder now. And and, and what is crazy is that with the GPT builder, literally I can go and build a Josephine chatbot scanning all the articles and everything that uh, that is built on, on, on whatever IP that mm. you have or, you know. So, so you, could, you could in minutes take the whole, constru- you know, whatever you have in all your models in SaaS and build that chatbot yourself with clicks. Is that it's a fair cr- summary? Yes, yes. Uh, and it's and cra- it, quite crazy. It is that. And, and then it basically means you can create your custom GPT model. And they also going to do like a GPT store, similar to the app store. <laughs> They're going to have a marketplace where <clears throat> customers are going to publish um, their own GPT assistant. And then people can buy it and you will get a revenue share. Of course, OpenAI will keep one big part. We don't know how much, but still, you can make money from building your own GPTs. That's a big thing. What they also claim is they are not taking the full step to an autonomous agent. So they're saying this is one step towards having truly autonomous agents where they actually take action themselves, but they don't want to release it too quickly because they think potentially it can be a bit harmful. Mm-hmm. But they still want to make the, the market of a lot of GPTs out there so people understand what they can do. Very generous. Yes. Um, no, or, think, or very or. smart because yes. it's an app store. <laughs> it's... it's, it's uh, Apple is generous that we can have all these apps, but but they're at the same time making a hell of a lot of money on yeah. it. It's the mm. most expensive one, like 30% of everything that you do. Yeah. I mean, Sam Altman, he actually built the GPT on stage live. Yeah, I saw that. So they he basically took a, a text file with all the uh, advice that is given for startups. He worked at Y Combinator before, so he has given a lot of advice to startups. So he just put that file in there, he gave some custom instructions, he created this new model, and then he can ask questions. And any kind of startup founder can just go there. How should I hire people? What should I think of building this kind of so business the, model? And so the, the startup uh, helper. Yeah. 
cool. built-in minutes on stage. And you don't need to be a programmer to do so. No. Exactly. exactly what's that recording? That is what uh, I was waiting for you to say, actually. <laughs> because the whole point of this is actually <clears throat> it's aligned with their commitment to democratize AI mm. and expand uh, its practical capabilities. That is the how the whole thing is actually structured, why they are actually doing this. By doing this, they're killing also a thousands of companies yes, that in March sure. build <laughs> like, uh, you know, plugins that you can put on top of. Uh, Did they kill the plugin market? <laughs> yeah, of course. They so, kill the plugin market. So uh, <laughs> only a month ago, so if you wanted to, to basically uh, use ChatGPT on a, let's say a PDF, you need to use one of the plugins and some of them cost, some of them were uh, uh, free. And in order to do that, you need to upload basically the PDF Sorry, uh, to their, uh, uh, to the third party web page and then, uh, uh, take the information, uh, the ChatGPT takes the information from there. And now this is not possible anymore. Now you can upload any type of a file in ChatGPT and you can train, you can ask any question that you want, which is super great, super dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. So like, here's my database. Let me know who is the main next buyer. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> what is happening of that. But it's very, very interesting. And also we know a couple of companies that uh, they had the motto democratize AI and democratize data science. <laughs> so um, what yeah. is going to happen with those companies? Yeah. And yesterday, I want to, don't want to take too much time, but it was so many new features coming up there. Mm -hmm. so, so another th part was that these kind of assistants can also call APIs then, of course, and mm -hmm. can do multiple function calls in a single like action. Um, and they have like uh, um, proper JSON output that is um, that's guaranteed to be proper JSON formatted. So it, it's very easy to integrate with whatever kind of service you have. It also has all these kind of multimodality capabilities. So it can do... Of course, image input, um, which they they can take an image and, and then ask questions about it. Just take a picture of a hamburger and please give me the recipe for that. This I saw someone actually taking like every fifty seconds, you take a screenshot of a game, like whatever kind of game you can have, and just ask ChatGPT or GPT for Turbo to please describe this image. And then they just had a sequence of these, and you basically had a lot real time commentator for what's happening now on this real-time online game and oh, it wow. works surprisingly well and that can be the same for a sport you can have a football mm. game and you can just take pictures from you know what's happening on the football field and just ask uh, the, the gpt what's happening so you don't need to have someone commenting or no no yeah. or Goodbye. the ai could do Goodbye to the anchors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's, you know, image input, but it can also image output. So then we have DALI 3 that it can use to create images. And of course, text to speech. So we can output not only text, but actually speech as well. And the text to speech uh, generation was really good, the best I ever heard. So it really produced text and speech to a level that even 11 labs and these other services that's out there has not been able to do. So it sounds supernatural, like human-like speech. Could you, could you, you know, tell that it was generated? I think potentially because it speaks better than humans. Mm, yeah. It has perfect grammar. It's more well-spoken. And, and well-spoken, yeah. No filler words and whatnot. Mm. So potentially by being too perfect, you can tell it's not human. Yeah. Maybe he had... Yes, to add some of those, you know, yes. yeah. Um, uh, uh, duh, uh, uh, I don't know. Some ticks. Dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but, but the implication now is crazy, right? Because now we're getting to a, 
we are getting very, very close to any type of human computer interface we want yeah. for anything. So it's Where, both like text input, text output. It's audio input with Whisper 3. It's a new version of this Whisper, the yeah. awesome model from OpenAI to, to interpret text, or sorry, for audio, and text-to-speech output. Oh, so, 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 so a guy like... And then image input and output. So it's text, audio, and images, both input and output. Yeah, well, like, like a guy like Gulan, cool. who's like a, a professor at KTH. He needs to go back to his old job and <laughs> really... I mean, like to be in human-computer interaction yeah. faculty right now at KTH it must be mind-blowing. Mm. I mean, like, w w there, there is no limit now to how, you know, wh why do I need a uh, keyboard or when do I really need a keyboard and when is it better to just have a conversation mm. for anything, like a CRM system. As, as a sales guy with a CRM system sitting in a car, why wouldn't he talk you speak to, to his your CRM software, system? Speak to your system. Hey, man, uh, bring up the next couple of leads. Okay, what do you think here I should go for? Mm. Uh, should I, you know, okay, I need to, who should I call now? What do you think? I, I was thinking about calling Anders. No, you have not called this guy in two weeks. I think you should better call him now. It's a, I mean, like, it's completely doable. Mm, Finally, we have Hal 9000. I'm a Jarvis guy. Jarvis. Are you a Jarvis guy, man? Yeah, definitely. Jarvis. How, we're not far away from Jarvis now. No. I, I was uh, commenting on this away. like in May during the Data Innovation Summit, I think. No, you, you were, you were yeah. making that not as a joke, but as a, as a, as a prediction with a ha <laughs> ha and then six months later, we are. It's someone not, can build these it, systems it, now. It was not hard to see because you're 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 gonna have. So when I moved to Sweden in 2006, the first weeks are very were very horrible for me because it was. Uh, I, I I arrived in February. It was cold, cold, dark, <laughs> and gray. So I read some books and. Um, um, I found these books from Philip Pullman, you know, the Golden Compass and etc., which is like a uh, fantasy. In these books, and there is movies about this. In this uh, fantasy <clears throat> uh, uh, series, you have basically all the humans have a uh, something which is called a demon, which is a repre represented in some kind of a shape of an animal. So it's not like a you know spiritual demon, rather than it's a physical creature that you get when you're a kid. Uh, it appears from somewhere and that is actually your, you know, he's your buddy. He helps you with everything, right? Whenever you're doubt, he tells you what to do. You go fight together, you cry together, you do all the things together. That is actually where we are going, I think. That you will have your demon on the side. It's going to be called like, a, I don't know, chatbot or whatever it is. Somebody you have in uh, Snapchat, you yeah. have your AI friend or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you're going to have somebody to, you know, from the beginning, you will have like, a, I don't know, uh, Elon Musk is not so far-fetched, uh, far, uh, he's not far-fetched with from, or far from the, the thought like, why do every single of this LLM has to be serious? I want to have a LLM that will be funny. Mm. Maybe yeah, in the future we niche. will have somebody that is kind, somebody that is a little bit demonic. I don't know whatever is going to be. So, but they're going to be different and you, you probably would like to have variety of them. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's interesting what is coming apropos then. So let's uh, finish this segment. So Elon Musk is not the only one that is actually starting to get into a game. There was another person as well who wanted to sign the, what is called the memorandum of, uh, not uh, going ahead with AI, and that is, of course, Amazon. So Amazon, not only that they invested the shitloads of money in Anthropic, now they're starting another project, which is called Olympus, which is basically a large language model. And uh, the head of this project actually in Amazon is uh, Rohit Prasad, who was uh, formerly head of Alexa. 
and now he directly reports to the CEO. So as you can see, they, they feel that they are a little bit lacking behind. So now everybody's in this game. Uh, so it's very important. Of course, there is a problem in, uh, there was a problem in China because they didn't have any representative, um, that will be competition to ChatGPT. So now they have, uh, in only three months, they created a startup, which is basically called, uh, zero one AI. And, uh, already it has a evaluation scientists who actually managed to get like a lot of smart people from all over around the world to build it and of course uh, amazon uh, sorry alibaba is the one uh, big uh, uh, benefiter be uh, behind it so the idea is actually to build like a large language model similar to chat gpt and if you look at it it makes sense because you know only china is like much bigger market than everything combined so they have always have their own version of it and then finally in terms of investment uh, ibm now is uh, announcing another 500 million venture to fund and invest uh, a range of AI companies with a purpose of actually to democratize or to accelerate uh, invest, um, uh, utilization of generative AI in enterprises. So they are investing in uh, the startup companies. It can be whatever, but it needs to be uh, what is called focusing on generative AI. So I think that right now, I think at some point of time, I was like, ah, this is a hype, it will pass. I don't think this is a hype anymore. Everybody is on the generative AI. And um, yeah, I think this is the next, um, there is no going back to the traditional AI. It is. Yeah. Why do you say going back? Yes. yes. But now this is also going understanding what yeah. generative AI is all about and then understanding what it's not about. And then what are we going back? They all, they're gonna go in parallel. Right? Of course they are, but there is nothing about the rest of the things. Not in news, but yeah, in news. practice, I think, you know, yeah. it, it is not replacing, it is adding to. Of but, course. But Anders, for the next news section, I, I actually ask you to bring up a news that is not generative <laughs> AI oriented. It will be hard. I'll have to ask you uh, about that. Oh yeah, actually, you, you can do AI act. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Of the technology breakthroughs, I, I, I think you have to balance. Hype, but media is just hyping. Isn't it so. hard to find it even? Yes. That's the problem. Yeah.